0: Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Rewind, the podcast that rewatches, reviews, and responds to every movie, show, and one shot in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm Tony Camarina. I'm Alicia Thayer.
1: And I'm Al Rodriguez. And today we are rewinding the 10th MCU movie, Guardians of the Galaxy, which came out in theaters July 21st, 2014.
2: And as always, here's our Wikipedia summary. In 1988, following his mother's death, a young Peter Quill is abducted from Earth by the Ravagers, a group of space pirates led by Yondo Yudanta Twenty-six years later, on the planet Morag, Quill steals an orb but is attacked by Korath, a subordinate to the fanatical Kree, Ronin. Although Quill escapes with the orb, Yondo discovers his theft and, ha- and issues a bounty for his capture, while Ronan sends the assassin Gamora after the orb. When Quill attempts to sell the orb to, uh, sorry, when Quill attempts to sell the orb on Xander, capital of the Nova Empire, Gamora ambushes him and steals it. A fight ensues, drawing in a pair of bounty hunters, the genetically and cybernetically modified Rocket, and the tree-like humanoid Groot. Nova Corps op- officers capture the four, detaining them in the Kiln. A powerful inmate there, Drax, attempts to kill Gamora due to her association with Ronan, who killed his family. Quill convinces Drax that Gamora can bring Ronan to him, though Gamora reveals that she has betrayed Ronan, unwilling to let him use the orb's power. Learning that Gamora has a buyer for the orb, Quill, Rocket Groot, and Drax work with her to escape the Kiln in in Quill's ship, the Milano.
0: There are a lot of words in there that are made up. (laughs) Yes.
1: I'm sure they've shown up in print somewhere.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, I've got a question for you guys. Before this movie came out, say, Mm -hmm. um, a year before, have either of you guys ever heard of the Guardians of the Galaxy? And what was your reaction when you heard of the, uh, the movie? Alicia?
2: Yes, I had heard of them. I didn't know a whole lot, but when I heard about the movie, I was like, wait, really? I was like, that is such an. I was like, that is such a weird offshoot of the Marvel comics. That's like, um, all right, uh, I'll give it a shot. But I'm like, I don't know why they went with that when there's so many more popular ones.
0: Yeah. What What was your reaction, Al, when you first heard about this movie?
1: Uh, kind of pretty much the same thing. Um, I I had heard of the Guardians of the Galaxy. I knew a little bit. Um, that's what I got for just spending my Saturdays hanging out at a comic book shop, but not reading that comic. Um, So I knew (laughs) a little bit, but I knew nothing as far as what to expect. Uh, And especially Mm -hmm. once the first trailer came out, I thought, oh, okay, this is kind of a comedy, is what it looks like, because it looks like there's going to be, you know, way more funny types of of things. Uh, I wasn't expecting, like, an actual comedy, but, uh, you know, pretty much something, I guess, a little bit closer to what came out. And, uh, man, I was... I was so happy once this movie actually came out and I learned what it was. But, uh, yeah, I, I had no idea what to expect, really.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, you guys both knew more than I did because before this movie was announced, I had never heard of the Guardians of the Galaxy at all. Like, when it was announced, I picked up the first trade of the 2008 reboot with Iron Man in it, and I liked it, but it's just like, this is, I agree with Alicia, this is a weird way to go. Um, mm-hmm. And with the trailer I got excited, but hesitantly excited because the trailer reminded me like of the Green Lantern movies trailer that looked oh, awesome, God. all these cool aliens and some good comedy, <laughs> and then we all know how Green Lantern turned out. So <laughs> So I was a little hesitant.
2: <laughs> there were many aspects of Green Lantern I liked. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah, exactly. Like the worst case scenario with that, you know, Green Lantern evolved into wearing this red suit and um, having lots more cursing. But that's a story for another time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or um, that other time being this past Christmas.
0: <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <laughs> when Ryan Reynolds was Santa Claus. Yeah. Uh,
2: best Santa Claus movie ever.
0: Yep. Uh, all right. Uh, you guys want to jump into it? Sure. Yeah, that's right. good. So uh, we start off with what I consider to be the funniest Marvel movie with like the saddest opening scene,
2: right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Holy crap! So the
1: the third time I saw this movie in theaters, which by the way is very rare. Like even if I like a movie, it's rare that I'll even want to go see it at the like that soon three times. But uh, when I did, I took my little sister and. And that scene is so sad, and I had to turn to her and I had to say, "Like it's okay." The rest of the movie isn't like this, because <laughs> I wanted to make sure she she didn't think I, I took her to some weird, sad, sappy movie,
0: depressing alien sad movie, de- <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: All right, we
0: but before we get to why it's sad, I just want to say, Earth nineteen eighty eight. Very proud of that. I think Al should be too. That's the year we were born. So, yay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Aww. No, no. <laughs> now, now, Alicia, you want to tell us why we're so depressed about this being the year?
2: The reason we're so depressed is because we don't actually get to see it fully. Like, we see her, her monitor stop. Uh, but, supposedly, Peter's mom dies.
0: hmm I like that, supposedly. <laughs>
2: Well, yeah, we never actually see her get declared dead. Um, they could have brought her back when her heart stopped uh, because it's cancer. Uh, generally, they don't fade like that. At least not according to all the doctor shows I watch.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. So
2: <laughs> um, so it's it was a little weird there. But we never, Peter's perspective, from Peter's perspective, we never actually see her die. We know she does because they talk about it later. Mm -hmm. um and especially in the second movie as well um but we never do see it but i had a really hard time with the part where her heart monitor stops and they basically remove him from the room like she's not dying a traumatic death why would you take your child out of the room they're not going to get to see it they're not going to have be have that finality they're not going to have that opportunity to stay with their their parent and grieve about it I was just really weirded out by that.
0: Yeah, I, I also felt like, uh, I mean, because of what we know, what happens thirty seconds later, you know, alien abduction. They couldn't expect that at all. But this is like, what is a terrible time for that family? It just becomes like even worse because the kid has disappeared, and there's no way in hell they'll ever find him until he Mm-mm. returns to save the Earth in Infinity War.
2: Right, and even by that point, he's <laughs> so much changed comparatively. They probably won't even recognize him.
0: Oh, definitely.
1: Assuming there, uh, how many of them are even alive, too? That, right. I mean, also we, true. we see his grandparents, yeah, and I don't know how many other family members are even still around. Right. Um, but, but they, like, so, so I, I understand taking him out of the room. Like, okay, you don't want to show a child their mother dying like i i guess i can i can get that having never seen that thankfully um i don't I, know how that would affect so much
2: i would get that if he was a lot younger
1: but they left him alone yeah like that was i think probably the the worst part of that right
0: <laughs> yeah um although this time I'm watching the movie and I'm just like, even though I know the ending and the whole arc, but it's like, damn it, kid, hold her hand, just take her hand.
1: Right. <laughs> well, you know, it worked out for the best.
0: Mm. I, I guess, yeah, he did. <laughs> he did save a galaxy. <laughs>
1: right.
0: <laughs> All right. Um. So yeah, he's obviously he's distraught and he runs outside and. You know, the most obvious thing in the world happens. He Giant light in the sky, and he gets abducted. I think it happens like three <laughs> out of four family deaths that someone's abducted by aliens. I I read that statistic somewhere. I know I wrote the statistic, <laughs> but I definitely read it well, too. shit, somebody once. in my family
2: should have already been abducted.
0: <laughs> you know, they keep it quiet, though. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. Okay.
1: Everyone, yeah, they usually just blame a chupacabra or something.
0: <laughs> yep. <laughs> the much more likely tube copper. <laughs> Alright, and then we uh flash forward what is it, twenty six years I wanna say? Yep, that's what you, that's mm-hmm. what the wiki says. Yep. To the planet Morag.
2: Morag! Right.
0: And I found some thing they do um these little uh coordinates at the bottom. Oh dear and they? yeah, <laughs> using those coordinates uh, d- uh people have figured out that Morag is a real place a planet that was discovered in 2005 in the Andromeda galaxy. Mm. So that means that the guardians of the galaxy aren't the guardians of our galaxy. They're the guardians of the Andromeda galaxy.
3: Mm.
2: So I'm
0: a little little suspicious Mm. for them to show up in Infinity War because whatever they're working for, Andromeda instead of our galaxy.
2: Well, we don't always understand Uh where uh, Asgard is either. Like we get the little picture of the tree and shit, but that doesn't mean it's in the same galaxy as we are.
0: No, that's true. In fact, looking at that tree, it looks like a bunch of galaxies together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, Thor, Thor's not the guardian, Thor, god of thunder of this galaxy. No. The the guardians say they're guardians of the galaxy, which means they care about one galaxy because it's the galaxy in their opinion. <laughs> so I'm just saying. No, I it's get it. It's a little suspicious. <laughs> yeah.
1: So you're saying they might double-cross Earth yeah. in, uh, in Infinity you War? You know what?
0: Okay. I'm not, I'm not, right. I'm not even saying might. Printing. I'm saying it's likely. It's likely.
1: I've got a couple theories for <laughs> Infinity
2: War, by the way. I think we should do a, a thing about it before it comes out.
0: An Infinity War preview episode? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I am definitely down for that. All right. But, right. Yeah. <laughs> All right.
1: I'm a too. We'll have a called it corner episode. Woo-hoo! By the way, Tony, your your theory, I'm going to put down at a called it corner. Okay.
0: Well then, I will talk about this. <laughs> I actually have a backup to support that theory, but we'll talk about that in that episode. Like, I seriously do. Anyway. Okay.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> All right.
0: So, um yeah, we get his cool past flashlight, which I like. Right?
2: The scanner that shows the dead people moving around as they would have. And I was like, wait a minute, what?
0: Yeah, I feel like it was probably like the whole place was recorded under some type of surveillance. And it just shows whatever was recorded in that zone, which is really cool technology. I'd never even dreamed of before. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: And then he he goes in and suddenly the music starts.
2: And mean little freaking rodents that attack without cause.
1: Yeah. Well, they need to eat. <laughs> he's a but, uh, he's a
2: bit of a big target there, and they don't all rush at him at once. I think they're out of their league.
0: This is true. This is true. Um, I bet if if he just stopped and looked at them, I'm thinking of the compies from The Lost World. If he stopped and looked at them, they will rush him eventually. But he was dancing, and his arms are flailing, and he's just way too dangerous. They so could get hit. So, <laughs> my point is, if that little girl in the Lost World started dancing, she would still be fine. <laughs> <laughs> As we learn in this movie, dancing can solve most of life's problems. <laughs> True. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think uh, Peter dancing uh, pretty much sets up the tone of this movie perfectly. Way better than the last scene.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, definitely. I mean, it, it starts with the music, um, and then what well, you, you get the giant logo of the the movie gardens of the galaxy is like what 80 <laughs> percent? yeah of oh, with yeah. him dancing he, at the bottom him in, in some pose on the bottom. <laughs> yeah. oh yeah yeah that like that alone as soon as you see that you know exactly what this movie
0: yeah, that's probably one of the best shots <laughs> and then it just the whole movie goes downhill from here but not, <laughs> not really <laughs> <laughs> so yeah we get him dancing 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 to where the orb is yes which the whole place, whole planet, or at least this part of the planet, seems pretty much in ruins. Uh, why does that orb still work? The orb protector,
2: right? It, that's it's a little weird for me too. It's like the I would get it if it was like the Indiana Jones thing where he, you had to have the pressure plate, but that was just weird. Like it shouldn't be working anymore. Who knows how long that plant's been abandoned? Uh, but it looks like a real long time considering the ruins.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, we have no idea what is powering it, um, although actually, I wonder if it's being powered by the gem. Like, maybe whoever designed it was like, whoa, there's a lot of power coming from this. Let's use the power from it to power the force field, and then it just will never." That run.
0: actually makes sense, because once he pulls it out, the force field turns off. So, you know what? That hmm. makes... A lot of sense all right question retracted we have that answered <laughs> now my other question how the hell does his tape still work after 26 years because i know as a kid <laughs> using the same tape to listen to music before i had a cd player we would stretch out the tape like rewinding it and playing it and rewinding it and that was only like five or six years of my life <laughs> good
2: question <laughs> well i have one theory mm-hmm uh, in Guardians of the Galaxy Two, we see that uh, uh, Rocket asks the Ravagers on Yondu's ship if they still have any of his tunes. What if he only used the the tape for uh when he went on missions by himself, but had all sorts of songs on the actual ship so he could just listen to it there whenever?
0: That's probably a good point. Or making copies of the tape. Mm-hmm. Also yeah, true. I did. I didn't even think about that. He has more tunes than that one cassette.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, I was just going to go with alien technology voodoo or something, but that that makes more yeah.
0: sense. I feel like alien technology voodoo shows up a lot in the MCU. I, yes. I'll take Alicia's idea. <laughs> At least we can <laughs> explain this uh, voodoo. <laughs> yep.
1: Got got to spread out the options, right? We can't just say alien technology voodoo. That's right. true.
0: <sighs> So, um the guy Star Lord takes the orb and then a um boulder starts rolling after him and he has to <laughs> run away from the boulder. Oh wait, Al has not seen Indiana Jones. Never mind. Wait, what? <laughs> We've talked about this is the third time Alicia it's come up. I've seen <laughs> I've seen <slept laughs> since then.
1: <laughs> I have seen the first one okay. and the fourth one. Oh god, okay. why? why? Oh yeah, why? <laughs>
0: Don't, uh, don't stop after the fourth one. Don't let that ruin it. The, Ray, in my opinion, the, the, the third one's the best one. I mean, a lot of people yeah. differ, but I really like the third one. And it's got James Bond in it.
1: No, I didn't know that. Yeah. Han Solo, James Bond. You can't go wrong. No?
0: Yeah. Yeah, Sean Connery, his dad, is also the first James Bond.
1: Ah. All right. Yeah. All right um,
0: so... I haven't actually
2: seen any of the Bond movies, so there we are.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Um, we, actually, in reality, he turns around, and there are some alien henchmen. Bum, bum, bum! (sighs) Um, yeah. So, the, uh, henchman, not the main guy, who I can never remember his name. I know, uh, you read in the wiki, but I can't remember his name. Um, the henchman, do you know? It
2: is... Horeth.
0: Korath. Well, Korath, who is Thanos's henchman, or no, he's Ronan's henchman. Yes. Korath's henchmen, so the henchmen's henchmen are Sakarans. And hmm. Sakarans come from Sakar, the place that we see in Thor Ragnarok. Oh. Yeah, even though, oh. yeah, strangely, we never ever see them. Right? <laughs> well, it would
2: probably not help that at least two of them got vaporized the moment the fights start.
0: Well, yeah, but I th- we never see that species in the Ragnarok movie.,
2: oh. maybe yeah. there's a reason for it,
0: yeah, no, we'll never see Franklin and Larry who got vaporized. You're right about that
3: mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you guys uh just found out my secret. I name every single henchman. I just never talk about it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's okay. I've named a few of them too. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so, um, Al, you want to talk to us about his daring escape from these henchmen?
1: Yeah, so so first, before he even escapes, he, he has that, that line, um, wait, 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 you might know me by some other name, Star-Lord. <laughs>
0: Who? Oh, come on, and, man.
1: And he's so annoyed, it's like... Like, he's been trying for so long to get that name to stick, and he, it just doesn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I, I, at this point, I wonder how many years he's been going by.
0: Probably 26.
2: Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably accurate. No, wait, wait, wait. He's been going on that for that longer because we know it's a nickname his mom gave him.
0: Yeah, that's true. So, at least 26 and one day. <laughs> probably longer. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. <laughs>
1: So anyway, yeah, so then he, you know, then he escapes, he uses his bomb, but, um, so I thought this the very first time I saw this movie, and I still think it to this day, that I love his rocket boots that he uses to escape, right? because they work exactly like I would think rocket boots would work. They just push you in a direction, the complete opposite of, you know, controlled flight, like Iron yeah. Man, right, where that one's keeping you up somewhere. Like, these are just, I'm going in a direction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The one I'm pointing in, or pointing away from, I guess. However, however the feeling. <laughs> but uh, I, uh, it, it's just when I look at you know some of the sci-fi stuff and in, especially in the Marvel universe, this is one that feels like, like it's closer to reality, and it makes me feel a little good. At
0: yeah, it's weird though that of <laughs> all the movies, this one that takes place on different planets is the closest to reality, with the talking tree and the raccoon. It's a, uh, it's strange. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, but I mean, it's, it's funny because I I can't think of a single scene, but I'm sure there are times where um, those rocket boots, like, they just change to, to suit the needs of what he needs at that time, and no longer are they just propel you in a direction. Now they're actually controlled flight.
0: Um, actually, sure yes, there's one time I can think of specifically, but we'll get there when we get there. All right. yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> couple movies. No, is what no. You're we'll saying? get there actually we'll be... in this movie, but I'm not sure if we'll get there in this episode. But yeah. Uh, oh, I think see. it's. Okay, then. We'll yeah, I think Alicia's thinking the same thing I am. Mm, um, I think so. No, uh... we get there. <laughs> I think okay. we get there. All right. Um. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get there. But first, he gets to his ship, right? And he makes Yay. his daring escape which is like we're really we're really dating this because we're talking about upcoming infinity war but i really hope we get a scene kind of like this with the solo movie the new han solo movie coming out um this is how i want to see young han solo fly because his ship's not gonna be as good as the millennium falcons at the beginning of the movie and i just want him to see like not really give a crap almost kill each kill himself because well he kind of does in episode seven when he lands on uh the base he's just yeah. like nearly suicidal
2: <laughs> but he should definitely have more of that in the han solo movie since he's going to be much younger
0: yeah definitely um yeah and uh yeah he flies out of there. it's really hard to talk about action in these podcasts
2: right because <laughs> it's like ah oh, you you'd have to see it to know it sort of thing <laughs> He goes, whoa, and he goes, ah, and he goes, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, he gets knocked all the way around his ship as he doesn't have control and is uh, falling.
0: Yeah, and not only does he get knocked around, we see that someone else is in the ship, too. The girl he uh, apparently uh, had fun with the night before. <laughs> yes, poor Barit, granddaughter of Red Skull. Just like everyone else. Oh wait, on Xandar. seriously? No, no. Remember my theory of everyone on Zandar's. Oh, uh, that's right. <laughs> related to Red Scarf- Skull because they're pink. Yes. And <laughs> um, she's, she's actually a character from the comics, Barit. Uh-huh. In the comics, she's a Zandarian, which same, but she's a filmmaker from Xandar who's obsessed with humans and likes to use humans in her sci-fi movies. Hmm. Yeah, so it's a little twist. Hmm. So. That's funny. I, I, Uh, They don't talk about the movies, but she's still definitely um, fascinated by humans. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. And then after he escapes, we get a little bit with the Ravagers.
2: Yes. Mm -hmm. Because she answers the phone call for him.
0: (laughs) He's like, no, no, no. Oh, now I'm screwed. (laughs) Yeah, and we get Mr. Michael Rooker, who... I love him. Yeah, he's. Uh, I know. I first knew him from The Walking Dead, but he's in every one of Shang-Gun's movies. Which, eh. to be fair, I've only seen one other Shangun movie that's not Guardians. But, yeah, apparently he they're like best friends. So it's glad that they got there and there. What else do you know him from Alicia?
2: Um. <laughs> I don't know. I just. Guardians really of the like... Galaxy Vol. 2? Yeah. <laughs>
0: um. Well. Um, wow. Yeah, he plays uh, Yondu, who is from the original Guardians of the Galaxy, from the 70s, um, who will get a few more of those characters in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. But yeah, our Guardians that we watch in this movie is the second version of the Guardians.
1: Yeah, the the much more rebooted, because the original ones were like super serious kind of thing, right? Like, like all we're doing is fighting the you know things that are threatening yep. the galaxy. Versus these guys who just kind of fall in. I have not seen him in
2: anything else.
0: (laughs) Oh, no. Well, thanks for the build-up, Alicia. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) I just went
2: all the way back to 1989 for his movies. I'm like, nope, nope,
0: nope, nope, nope,
3: nope, nope, nope.
0: (laughs) No, yeah, he's... Right now, other than this, he's most famous for uh, The Walking Dead, which I watched for a while, but I don't watch anymore because it became terrible. Oh. And, um... Yeah, and then we get his like right hand man, uh, Sean Gunn, who plays Craiglin, who Sean Gunn is actually James, uh, uh James Gunn, the director's uh, brother.
2: Okay, was that who we were talking about earlier, or were we talking about Sean? Because I swear you said Sean, but now I'm confused. Sean Gunn is
0: um, is the no, no. I, I think you did go. I, I think you did switch him, Tony. Wait, is Sean Gunn the
1: director, director of this movie? I thought I thought the director was am Sean.
0: Am I wrong? <laughs> Did I get the wrong Sean Gunn?
1: Maybe. Uh, uh. Alicia, you've got. I am. To I, the I do have the internet
2: in front of me. Of yeah, I'm pulling up his director shit now. <laughs> uh, he directed Guardians of the Galaxy. No, Sha- 2. Sean Gunn
0: is Sean is the Sean Gunn is uh actor who plays. Nope, Craig. James Gunn. James Gunn is the director. Yes. I was right. Right, but that's
2: not what you said earlier. Okay, you were like right. he, well, you were like Michael Rooker's always in Sean, Gun, uh, uh, oh. yeah, Sean Gunn's movies, and I was oh, like, okay. so I started looking like, up what what Sean Gunn right before we mentioned uh. Jim. and I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> that's the guy.
0: Okay. So uh, Michael Rooker is friends with <laughs> James Gunn. Sean Gunn plays Craiglin. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and uh, Sean Gunn also plays Rocket. He is the um, motion capture for Rocket, and uh, Bradley Cooper does the voice.
1: hmm
0: Yeah, because Bradley Cooper can't be low enough to pretend to be a raccoon, which is, you know, terrible. Right.
1: <laughs> well, hey, you know, two paychecks at least for right? that, so that's good.
0: <laughs> All right. And then uh, next we go to the Dark Aster. Al, you want to take that one?
1: Yeah. So, uh, okay, the I was about to say the first thing we see, but no, okay, the first thing we actually see is this cool-looking ship, which is so evil-looking, like like that's what they were going yeah. for on purpose. And then we get inside, and we notice that Ronan has, at least from my perspective, I notice, Ronan has one of the most elaborate murder <laughs> chambers I've ever seen in a movie. I mean, it's so simple and elegant. Um, it's really just to execute someone. The blood flows into this like stone decoration in the middle of the room. It just brings the entire room together once (laughs) that's there. Um, And Ronan just kind of sits there and watches it like like a weirdo. Definitely a red flag. I feel like someone should have uh, have brought that up. But uh, no, no, this is to like Thanos'
0: HR. I think that's a positive and that's not a negative.
1: That's true.
0: Uh, Do you know his ceremonial? execution pit. It reminds me of um in middle school I went to uh the Sh- Oregon Shakespeare Festival. And I saw a version of Macbeth and for Macbeth the stage was completely empty of everything except for there was a pot in the middle. Mm-hmm. And all the actors would put their hands in and when they killed somebody they would um there's, like, red paint in the pot. So they would put have red on their hands, red on their white outfits, so you could see it through the whole thing. Oh. So, you know, out, damn spot, out. And just the empty area with a pot of blood in the mill really reminds me of Ronan's, um... Ronan's, I guess, ceremonial murder chamber. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs>
1: hmm. I'm glad... Murder chambers remind you of middle school, <laughs> Toby? I guess. I don't, I don't really know right, where to go with way. that. Um, yeah, glad I didn't <laughs> go on that you trip. You went to my okay.
0: middle school. You remember the, uh, the uh, murder chamber. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: was really worried where you were right. going with that when you started. <laughs>
0: <Ooh>. Anyway. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <sighs> But uh, yeah, so uh, but we we get a lot of um, backstory for Ronan right there. He just wants to watch Xandar mm-hmm. burn. Yeah. That's pretty much it. He's yeah. he's an angry person. He,
0: I don't feel don't... like he he does enough accusing to be called Ronan the Accuser though.
2: Right.
1: <laughs>
0: he's just like you did this. You did. He should be accusing everybody of everything.
1: Right. <laughs> Yeah, if if I remember correctly, the the name comes from in the comics he was like a judge mm. or something ah. like that.
2: That makes way more sense.
1: And so he he was like a, like I think he accused people and then judged them on the spot or something. I don't I don't remember what it was exactly, that, but it was something to that that point. hammer though
0: job. makes sense if that's like his giant gavel.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pretty much like that. Yeah, that that hammer in the comics had like a bunch of powers and stuff. I was looking at it um, the other day when I was. Trying to remember all this stuff, and uh, um, yeah, it was like this laundry list of crazy powers. It was like someone just said, "Yeah, he needs to do this right now." And oh, so it's kind of like
0: uh, Superman's <laughs> powers. <Ugh>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Exactly. But uh, yeah, yeah, that makes way more sense now that you brought up the the gavel mm-hmm. part.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: God, now I just want to see him with like those with those white hair. Things that the wigs mm-hmm. that judges wear. I don't know what they're called, but I just want to see. They're Ronan called
0: judge wigs, obviously. Hands. Uh, oh, pants. oh
1: yeah. okay, okay.
0: Yeah, but we don't just get Ronan in the scene. We get a few other Cree, um, Franklin and Jerry, and we also get uh, Nebula and Gamora. <laughs> Who, although I like Nebula in the second movie, she's a little over the top in this movie. I feel she's all growly and hates everything and I don't know I mean with Ronan the accuser in this, I consider Nebula over the top, I think that says something
2: <laughs> they are called court uh they are called court dress
0: ah okay oh the the uh, not um Franklin Sherman or whatever I just called those guys you're talking about mm-hmm. the hair. Okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, there we go. If you hadn't learned something today, you probably it's learned true. that. Okay. I didn't learn anything today. Well, actually no, I did learn something today. You can get tornadoes <laughs> yeah. in Orlando. But um, this is the second thing I've learned today.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um we get our second member of the Guardians, we get Gamora before she becomes a guardian. But um I'm a big fan of the actress Zoe Saldana because, first of all, she really likes sci-fi. She's in this new Star Trek movies and she's in Avatar. Mm -hmm. And um, I feel like after Avatar and after this movie, she should just attempt to become an alien every color of the rainbow. We've already got blue and green down. We need a few more.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, after this movie came out, I I remember seeing her out. What, what was she? She was in something else. And I remember thinking, wow, she is never, um, like she, or she is always in some sort of makeup of some sort, like just looking like some alien. And I, ugh, great. Now I want to look up what else it was in. There was something that came out not too long after that. And now in my mind, she is always some, some yeah. other alien color. Yeah.
0: That that makes me curious, but I'm not sure I'm going to look it up. <laughs> um,
1: Yeah. Yeah, we don't need to. It's it's. I know I never saw whatever the it movie was probably is. probably the movie
2: of. that I went and saw nine times in theaters.
0: Yeah, well, no, because Avatar was five years before this. So, uh, yeah. Uh,
2: okay, um, then I don't know. I had, I saw that one at nine times in theaters. So.
0: Jeez, I saw it twice. It was good. I've, actually, it gets way more hate nowadays than it should. I still think it's a pretty good movie.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: But yeah, and then um, because we're Doctor Who fans, we've also got Karen Gillan, who uh, plays Nebula, who is also Amy Pond. Um, Hmm. Not sure what I like her more in, because I'm not a huge fan of Amy Pond, but (laughs) I'm not a huge fan of Nebula in this either, so
2: yeah, She's a little bit better in the second movie, I think, right?
0: Yeah, I agree. I wholeheartedly agree. She gets a little more depth and a little more to do. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, she she moved out. She she got her own place. She started doing her own stuff, and then you know, she realized, oh, all right, this isn't so bad.
2: Still gonna try to kill my sister, right? <laughs>
1: it's kind of what it feels like, right?
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> eh,
1: well, you know that happens.
0: <laughs> all right. After we meet the villains, we go to uh, Xandar, and. Yes. Yeah, he um, tries to sell the orb until he finds out that Ronin's after it and the guy just won't buy it, which is like
2: whoa, dick You're skipping over all of Rocket's entrance. Oh, I thought that happened after. Uh -uh. Uh-uh. All right, Alicia, take it away. so the first thing we get is rocket uh chatting basically kind of to himself because let's face it Groot's not really listening Mm -hmm. um (laughs) and we get to see him checking out people looking to see if anybody has bounties on him and it is also where we get the stanley cameo
0: yay stanley is a dirty old man (laughs) right (laughs) which is so
2: true anyway so (laughs) but uh it Mm -hmm. is about that point we catch Peter Quill saying goodbye to... Oh, I'm going to forget her name.
0: Oh, uh, a Yeah,
2: Berit. We catch her him saying goodbye to her and Rocket sk- brings a scan on him that says he's worth 40,000 units.
0: <gasps> <gasps> I'm guessing that a unit is at least 55 cents. So... <laughs> <laughs>
2: So anyway, so that's that's the interest we get, and we get to see Groot drinking out of the fountain.
0: Yeah. Oh, Groot, I miss you, buddy. First major death in the MCU. <laughs> mm-hmm. well, 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 we'll also yeah. get there. I'm yeah. jumping ahead.
3: <laughs>
0: mhm. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we um like I said, like I jumped ahead. He tries to sell it to um. The broker dude, the porcupine face. Mm-hmm. With, you know, best eyebrows in the business, which I totally agree. Three. <laughs>
2: Seriously, though, those guy, that guy's eyebrows.
0: Yeah. And then uh, we get... Uh, he uh, Star-Lord meets Gamora, tries to woo her a little bit, and she just snatches the thing and runs, and I like it.
2: Right. It's just like I'm being cute and coy. Oh no, it's mine. <laughs> yeah.
0: And I like how this is both uh, kind of a bounty hunt and a fight for the orb, and it's just like this is a perfect way to let all these characters meet, because they're just all being very selfish, which is totally in character for them right now.
2: <laughs> Cause that's that's so sort of them they haven't they haven't developed enough.
1: <laughs> yeah and you know we also see like how every one of them has their completely different fighting style too right like we we see kind of how as a team they would work together because they all do things very differently you got Gamora who's the complete yep. badass hit everything person uh, Star Lords the you know I'm using some gadgets I'm doing this trickery stuff right he, he put the, the rocket boot onto Gamora at one point uh, we see Groot not knowing genders when he's gonna put someone into the bag. Um, I think yeah. Rocket Yeah, that's right, Rocket. Yep. Just got to, right? <laughs> yes, which is one of my favorite this is things. Hurt.
0: <laughs> when he shoots them from far away and there's just a delay and then he says, Ah <laughs> <laughs> and Rocket just laughs. He's like hee hee yeah. I enjoy the simple things, like how much this is gonna hurt.
3: <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, but uh, Good times. Good times. not surprisingly, <laughs> they are arrested by the Nova Corps. Right. Uh The ones who are mentioned, we can mention, is um, John C. Riley plays one of them, who we know as Will Ferrell's sidekick. And um, the tall guy is Peter Serafinowicz, who he's in a few British things, but you guys might know him as the voice of Darth Maul in episode one. Yeah. Or might not know him because who knows the voice of Darth Maul? He says like three lines.
2: (laughs) That's kind of accurate, but yeah.
0: (laughs) And if I'm reading Al's note correctly, they start rapping. Because he wrote RAP instead of WRAP, so they must be starting to rap on the sheet right now. I'm very confused.
1: <laughs> yeah, I didn't actually know how to spell that word, so I just went with the. With, uh, now that the we're, kill. we're on the. Ki- or, are they on the
2: kiln now? Basically,
1: they start going through the No, they're not on the kiln. Everyone.
2: They say take them to the kiln. Um,
0: yeah, they're still on, on Xandar. So, so you actually. You wrote that in the wrong spot, but it's not a big deal. I just moved <laughs> over here. <laughs> I only meant to call you out on one thing. Now I'm just telling Damn, you everything. Bro. Also, <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> oh, great! Thanks, thanks. <laughs> Not enough. Go ahead. Go ahead. Let's let it rip. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah. So we we start getting a lot of um, backstories for like each one of these characters, and um, like it's just flashing right of, of like just a few little tidbits of what's what's actually what, what's actually known about these characters. The first one's up, Gamora, who has the complete smallest one of these. Mm. She only has one screen. Everyone else gets two screens. Like, it shows the first one and then flashes to the second one. Um, And that one's just saying what they know about her, which is really just a ton of implants and, like, all these modifications of, you know, so why she's so strong, why she can do other things that probably require that strength i don't know it makes me wonder too too about the second movie's Um,
2: implications for certain things that she has those implants
0: yeah where they fight and they keep altering nebula right or at least right yeah she
2: says that that gamora kept winning so my question is why does gamora have the implants if she kept winning
0: my theory is uh gamora's older or he adopted her first so Mm -hmm. he she probably has some implants before she started fighting nebula that's just a theory we might find out later in infinity well (laughs) we should
2: because the trailer gives a little bit of hint that we'll see some of the past for that so
0: yeah yeah definitely all right um So, yeah, that's Gamora's run down. Alicia also wanted to talk about the rap sheet. So, Alicia, who do you want to take? We'll switch off between both of you guys.
2: Ooh, uh, oh, God, (laughs) dude. Ah, I don't know. There's so many good ones. (laughs) Um, I kind of just wanted to talk about Quill, though, because Quill's just ridiculous.
0: All right, take Quill. We don't have to do an order. Yeah.
2: Okay. Uh, it's just, it's just, they're going off on him, and he's, like, he's got all these, this, those like, the little rap sheet stuff nothing compared to what the other ones have or at least not nothing compared to what Groot or not uh, Rocket and Gamora have um and it's just funny because he's sitting there and he's doing that little jack in the box thing and he's like oh I'm sorry I don't know how that machine worked and I just thought it was great because they kept it from the trailer I remember seeing that in the trailer and being wait 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 what (laughs) so I was really happy they kept it in that scene because I was like ha it's funny yeah
1: Oh. oh, yeah. Did you... So, did either of you notice um, where it said his alias? It didn't say Star-Lord.
0: Oh, what did it say?
1: Oh, it said Space-Lord. <laughs> Dick move! <laughs> Star Prince.
0: <Yeah>. Star...
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. Space-Lord. So That's great. So, he, he spent this, you know, 26 plus years just trying to go by Star-Lord and uh, even... Even the Nova Corps just don't even take him seriously. Nope. (laughs) She just typed in something. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Also, this is the only one, Star-Lord at least, or (laughs) Space-Lord, this is the only person who they said has a translator embedded inside of his head. Um, Oh, I didn't see that. No one else. Yeah, none of the others had said anything about that. Hmm. So, yeah, so he's still speaking English. Everyone else is speaking whatever language, I guess. I'm not sure. Well,
0: again, that's going to get interesting in Infinity War.
2: Right? Because they, they did, the oh, yeah. director has come out, or somebody came out and said that they don't, like, they, they never said they spoke English. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there.
0: They all get there and they're all speaking French.
2: <laughs>
0: Except for Groot, who speaks Spanish. You also soy Groot? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> All right, um, how about, uh, yeah, let's talk about Groot. What's, you guys took notes on this stuff. I didn't take notes on what came up on the screen. So what's up with Groot?
2: <laughs> I did not take notes about oh, what came up on the screen.
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> Groot is an incredibly violent person, we find out from, from those notes there. Oh. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of jumping around a little bit. Uh, Rocket says that he, he, he has escaped from 22 prisons so far, which mm-hmm. um, fits him saying he's escaped from 22 prisons in the next scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Groot's only says 15. So, you know, it gives you a little bit of uh, how, how long Groot and Rocket have been working together. Mm-hmm. Like, why they're so close and so, you know, friends and all that kind of stuff. But uh, Groot being a, you know incredibly violent person, he has three counts of grievous bodily harm, which I had to look up what that means. That's that basically means you're mutilating people. Oh god! Like I now oh. I'm imagining. Yeah, exactly. I'm imagining Groot like playing some sort of space chess with someone, losing and then ripping an arm off or something.
0: Yep, like a Wookie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oof. So so yeah, he's um he scares me now. Not that I know that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, uh, do you want to go into Rocket since we're there? He's the last one we're going to break down?
2: Yep. Because, really, we all kind of know Gamora's crimes.
1: Al? Uh, oh, yeah, um, I was assuming one of you would take it. Uh, No, I I didn't take notes!
2: (laughs) I didn't take notes on the screen, I watched this at work.
1: (laughs) Oh, um, I, I already said the one thing I wrote down uh, from Rocket. He's escaped the the 22 prisons. Everything else was pretty much just, you know, a couple cybernetic modifications, which we see later, right, When or in the next scene when he he's um, without his shirt because he's going into prison and all mm-hmm. that.
0: Yeah, so, yeah, we actually, let's uh, go to the kiln. Mm-hmm. Well, not not literally. It seems like a terrible place. but Right?
1: <laughs> oh, thank God.
0: <laughs> don't worry, don't worry. We can stay on Earth. <laughs> So, yeah, so, yeah, like we were saying, um, they all go to the kiln together, and uh, Quill calls Rocket a raccoon. Right. And like, What's a raccoon? What's a raccoon? Which makes me think, what species is he? Because whatever he is, he's also on Drax's planet, and apparently he's delicious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, it makes um. me curious. I don't know what he would be. Like, he he definitely looks like a raccoon, so it's like,
3: hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, he could be returning to Earth just like uh, Quill's returned to Earth. He just doesn't remember it because of his implants. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, later in the movie, he says he was like, taken apart and put back together so many times. I mean, that's... That's, that's probably a, a, an easy way to explain uh, memory mm-hmm. loss. Yeah. But, you know, you've got billions and billions of planets, and eventually there's going to be something similar.
0: Yeah, probably. Well, definitely. Look at man, how many <laughs> aliens have two legs, two arms, and a head. It's pretty similar. And, and how many creatures Quill can have sex with. So <laughs> something's going to totally be out. working down there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, so we get um, Quill being pissed off that someone's touching his Walkman, which is fair. His mommy gave that right. to him. Right. Mm-hmm. You don't touch mommy toys. Nope. I'm not going to touch that joke either. Anyway. That <laughs> <laughs> no, wasn't meant to be. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get, like, uh they all get of put in there and we get a play for dominance people throwing stuff and yelling at gamora and we've got this big blue guy who tries to punk quill (laughs) and he gets punked back by group right
2: (laughs) which is i guess where we see the violent side of group because he sticks the like uh,
0: well, yeah, oh, I think, my nose. I, I don't know. Does he? You never see it. Does he rip his nose off? Because the guy falls to the yeah. ground and he's just got blood coming out. You don't see what's there or what's not there. I would there. assume so. Jesus Christ.
1: Oh, yeah. I I had assumed he did it. I thought he just pulled all of his roots back out of the skull. But uh, I didn't even think about pulling the nose off. Oh, yeah. gosh. Yeah, that's grievous bodily harm yep. right there.
0: Um. The guy, the big blue guy who gets mutilated by group he is uh voiced by the other actor in James Gunn's movies. Uh he's voiced by Nathan Fillion, who is Mal Reynolds in um in Firefly and he's in Castle, which I've never watched that show, but I hear it's popular <laughs> with, the, with the chillings. with the chilling. I
1: saw it. It was well. really good. <laughs> It's a lot less popular now that it's yeah. not on the air. But it was well, you can't say
0: that, because Firefly <laughs> is way popular, more popular now than it was when it was on the air. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Okay, that's true. Yeah,
0: you're right. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, we get... Uh, yeah, stop me if you guys want to talk about anything else, but it's pretty much we get to the nighttime,
3: mm-hmm.
0: And Gamora is cornered by a bunch of guys about to kill him, kill her, maybe do worse stuff. And she gets kind of saved and kind of screwed over because Drax shows up.
2: Yeah, (laughs) Drax.
0: Which um, they all know him as Drax the Destroyer, which makes me want to see his rap sheet. What has he destroyed in this?
2: (laughs) Right. I was like, he was the only rap sheet we didn't get to see. And I was like, I wanted to see his. I wanted to see what he got accused of, what he's in jail for. I was like, I want to see all that stuff.
1: Oh, it's got to be so many counts of. People. Oh yeah. Oh right. I, I just only the only reason I say this is because and, and I'm jumping right to the end of this movie. But um, when when they're they're leaving and they what was it they're they're leaving the Nova Corps and, and uh, what was it Rocket turns and asks, hey, what if I do this and this and this and they're like, well, that's illegal. <laughs> and at some point, Drax turns like, well, what if I see someone do something irksome, and I decide to rip his his spine from his <laughs> body.
0: That's murder. That's
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, we know from this movie. Um, he he's serious. Yeah, like he doesn't understand. No, house. he
2: has no. He catches yes. them <laughs> He takes everything literally.
1: Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's that's got to be a normal thing for mm-hmm. him. Ripping spines out. Mm-hmm. I guess right?
2: it's like oh god. god.
1: Him, him and Groot must compete. Oh. <laughs> I don't. I mean I mean, we say Drax kind of showed up And, and Star-Lord kind of showed up To maybe save her But she, I I don't know if she needed help Because we see right in that scene That at some point She just takes the, the two knives from people And puts it against their right. throats like, I don't know if she needed any help I don't know that she did She had that, she was good No
0: I agree, I think she would have been able to get out of it Although hand-to-hand combat I'm not sure I'd like to see the fight between Drax and Gamora I don't think we're ever going to get that No, I don't think so either.
2: But it'd be interesting.
0: Yeah, I mean there are plenty of Marvel movies to come. Any combination of heroes could fight, so we'll see what happens. But Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah, Mm -hmm. I don't know who would win because she's definitely quicker. But Drex has the brute strength. If she can keep out of his reach, she'd be able to win. True. Yeah. But yeah, Mm -hmm. um, we have Quill trying to convince him not to kill her. And just showing how much of a space slut Quill is. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Jackson Pollock! (laughs) Yeah. Which, uh, he's really, his character's a really good combination between uh, Han Solo and Captain Kirk. Because Captain Kirk was definitely a space slut. But um, Han Solo is definitely as, like, awkward as Peter Quill is. (laughs) Mm
3: Mm-hmm.
2: All right, so yeah. do we, whatever. We're, okay, the escape, the yeah. escape plan.
0: Oh yeah. Well, right before that, we get a quick shot to on um, the man in the floating chair. We get a shot, yeah. uh, a floating cut to chair. Thanos. Oh, I was like, what? Yeah, the, that's what Thor calls him when he's looking for uh Thanos between before Ragnarok. Is we got the purple ah. guy in the floating chair. Don't know who he is. But uh-uh. yeah. Um, we're so used after Avengers, we're a few, so used to saying, "Oh, Thanos is coming! Thanos is coming!" This is the first time they ever actually say, "Or actually, say Thanos," and you see who Thanos is. Like, "Oh crap! It's that guy from the end of the movie."
2: Right? <laughs> if, you, if you didn't, know <laughs> like, everybody one. knew who he was, but it's just like, "Oh crap!" Now they've actually fully confirmed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also get the return of the Watcher there.
0: No, uh, the other. The other.
1: The other.
2: Thank you. I was like, yeah. crap, who is he? Uh, the other. Thank you. The other.
0: Yep. For, and then, for, for the second, dismantled. and last time.
3: Right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Thanos had such a commanding presence. Like, they, they mm-hmm. did that well. Just rewatching that again reminded me of just, like, how scary of a villain right. he is. Right? Like, you, you only get that with so many villains in movies, right? Mm-hmm. You've got Darth Vader. Probably another oh, one. Oh, Hannibal
0: Lecter is pretty um, scary.
1: Lord Zed, I'm sure. I never saw those movies. Okay. I've never seen any movies before. Those are so good.
0: Okay. Oh, no, no, no. The first one is so good. <laughs> the second one's okay, and it just keeps going down. There's four of them. It goes downhill from there. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, he's voiced and acted by uh, Josh Brolin, who has been in quite a few things, but he's in two other comic book characters. He played Jonah Hex in the terrible, terrible Jonah Hex movie. Who's he was a DC super, uh, Cowboy superhero. <laughs> Did and not see that. In the upcoming uh, Deadpool 2, he's playing Cable. So he's playing two oh, heroes this year. Ooh. Yeah. Two grumpy. And all three of his people are just grumpy. I don't know. He must be a very grumpy guy. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be ironic
2: like, if he wasn't
1: and he's just is like, eh, whatever. Best. Yeah.
0: Alright, now we can start about talking about the escape from the kiln.
1: Oh, oh, really really quickly. I sorry, I just I forgot to mention this earlier. Just the last thing, very last thing I want to say about Thanos, is that my favorite part about Thanos in this movie, I guess in all of the movies so far, because mm-hmm. we get so little, is pretty much his entire monologue in this one scene is spent insulting mm-hmm. Ronin. And he just doesn't care. Like like we learn yeah, you know, later in the movie, exactly what Ronan is capable of, and Thanos doesn't give a crap at all. He's just insulting him to his face. So that just that just feels cool, and it goes back to that whole commanding presence thing. But one you know, well, definitely one of the the cooler insult scenes we have in the yeah. entire MCU.
0: Yeah, it's really powerful seeing who turns out to. I mean, he's again not a great villain, Ronan, but he's yeah, at I- least a threat. And seeing this guy he's just being belittled by Thanos um it's, it's... I
2: don't know that he was really being belittled by Thanos there. I think in well, the later scene he is. oh
0: yeah, you're right. he but... didn't call him boy yet. when he called him boy, no. it would be like, um, if you guys either of you guys ever listen to Hamilton when um are you talking the musical? Yeah, the musical. Yes. <laughs> when George Washington's calling Hamilton "boy" over and over again, I just want the Brendan to go, "Call me, boy, one more time." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, that's not even this part. <laughs> so yeah, let's uh go to the kiln, Alicia. You want to take us through that?
2: Do you mean the escape from the kiln?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Take at least through yes. the uh, the planning stage.
2: you mean the I'm gonna need this, this and that thing, but that thing has to get be gotten last and then Group pulls it off the damn wall.
0: Yep. (laughs) He needs three very important things. He needs what he needs the thing on their arms.
2: The bracelet off their arms, uh, the the leg guy's leg and the battery that's
0: sitting up there. (laughs) Very important that leg. Yeah, and I just like I wasn't serious, I just thought it would be funny. I just love that part when he's going through the thing, but no matter what, you get the battery last and then you just see Groot in the background and yoinking and it's just like, or just do it now and improvise.
1: Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And the setup for that joke was so great because normally when you hear that kind of thing, like it it just Mm. happens, right? Like, oh, you know, he's saying that needs to be last, but no, it's like we see Groot, we we know exactly what he's already gonna say. He, he's gonna say mm-hmm. this needs to happen. Right? Last. <laughs> because Groot's halfway through through getting it. And just, yeah. Oh, yeah. So You're great. sitting in the that audience so watching it going, time. oh crap,
0: oh crap, oh crap, oh crap, oh crap, oh crap.
2: Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely amped up the uh the intensity factor for that scene like it was a good scene in the the first spot but you're sitting there again going oh crap oh crap oh crap so you're all invested in this scene before it really even happens it's a great working of of the dialogue and the
0: the whole scene overall Mm -hmm. yeah so the alarm goes off Mm -hmm. and everything just springs into action i um want to call out the Little hovering drones that are shooting at them. Who apparently, 'cause rockets running through machine gun fire. They have stormtrooper syndrome, because they just can't, yeah, yeah. can't hit them. <laughs> so true but um this is probably um my favorite shot in the entire movie is right here when drax throws him the gun and then rocket just goes oh yeah yeah. and just groot and rocket just shooting and going crazy i think it's the best annihilating
2: people (laughs) so great
0: it's the most iconic shot of in the guardians movies either one of them really
3: Mm mm-hmm
1: yeah, and then in the middle of all of this action, everything that's going on, we we stop and take a moment <laughs> and see Star Lord trying all to right. get that guy's leg. <laughs> They're in a it's cell. he's what? talking a little? <laughs> <be> like, what? <laughs> uh, but he does it. By transferring
2: it. thirty thousand units,
1: he is committed to the cause. Jeez. Mm-hmm. which again it's like
2: wow that's a lot of units for that leg
0: yeah the conversion rate you know 55 cents per unit where i'm getting this from mm-hmm. who knows
1: <laughs> probably wikipedia Everything's uh, then they wikipedia. get up to the i
2: guess the the control tower they toss out the guy that's in there and the scene after that it was it was a good scene like the lead up to them actually fully escaping it was good but then i was like yeah, I'm not sure I get as much drama from that, but then they are turning off the gravity and flying out in the building thing, so I thought that was cool.
0: Yeah, I do think when they're inside the command center and the glass is starting to break, they're trying to re get the um kind of get the drama of when Nick Fury was um being attacked in the truck in the car. Yeah, didn't go exactly that far, but
1: no. <laughs> yeah, I mean I I have a problem with this part, like re-watching it. The first time it's like, oh, it's so cool. No, I wouldn't have thought of that. Um, but rewatching this, they kind of wait mm-hmm. a long time. Like, you know, you have the, the soldiers there, the guards or whatever with their rocket launchers shooting at the at the tower, and then the gravity goes off. And then they stop. They don't do anything. They, they could still shoot. I assume that the, the rocket Function. would still propel enough to destroy the... Yeah, I exactly, feel like since so exactly that's a way. gravity...
0: Like, rocket made to be using gravity, They it could shoot, but also the gun would be flying off in the opposite direction because there's no gravity.
1: Accurate. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's a good point. I guess I've never seen an actual rocket go off in space, <laughs> yeah. and now I want to. But Okay. <laughs>
2: Well, I don't know if you guys recently read the article. Um, uh, I found I found it today, but it might have come out sooner. They were talking about there's an asteroid that uh, might potentially hit Earth in the f- in the distant future, and they were talking about nuking it. Um, but then they were like, "Well, painting half of it
0: would work just as well." Oh, yeah, painting half of it so the sunlight, <laughs> the sunlight bounces uh-huh. off of it. Yeah. I yep. I saw the headline. I didn't read the article, but yeah, that does make sense. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I do like um rockets plan. I mean, you've got to think three, uh, I guess, three dimensionally up and down as well as forward and backwards to get this to work. Uh-huh. Um, something as someone who's lived on Earth their entire life, I probably would not have been able to think about if I'd never seen this movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> But, yeah, it's really a, a creative sci-fi way to do it, something I'd never seen before.
2: It's definitely very neat. Mm-hmm. Yep. I much appreciate it. Yeah,
0: and then, um, yeah, they successfully escape. And, well, I'm actually, because I haven't been to Disneyland since they um changed Tower of Terror, I'm assuming this is what the new Guardians of the Galaxy ride is. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. I haven't been yet. <laughs>
1: Uh, I haven't oh, okay. been on it, but it is different. Actually, it's uh, uh yeah, there's a storyline to it. You're like you're escaping the collector. The collector takes the guardians, and you're like escaping his oh, interesting. collection. All right,
0: damn spoilers! Sorry to ruin it for you. It yeah. hasn't been released on <laughs> DVD yet. Now. What the hell? Oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there was a trailer know, there was. in theaters for <laughs> That's a ride. I mean, Come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. I think it was on TV, too. I don't remember. Eh, remember. Eh.
0: <laughs> Alright. Yeah, so they escape. They crash into the, um... Exactly where they want to be, where all their stuff is, apparently. Which is lucky for them.
1: <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Well, they, they were guiding it. Kind of, right? I mean, Rocket was, yeah. was uh, driving. He was okay. going in a direction. Okay, fair enough. I, I'll give him
0: that. And then we find out... The, first of all, they, um... They were rude to Rocket's clothes. They just balled it up. I thought that was You're right. Uh, that's a little discriminatory.
1: <laughs> so mean.
0: They're like, you they he folded yours. <laughs> and also something else is missing. The um the Walkman.
2: The cassette player.
0: Yep. yep. And uh do we wanna talk about that right here or you guys wanna hold that off to the next episode?
2: Uh, t- it's still technically part of the escape, right?
0: Yeah. Uh, I was like, uh, I broke it off where they get to the Milano, which is half of the in Milano, and then he's going to get it. So, yeah. So, um, he, well, it's not much of a part, so we can just talk about it. He goes and mm. kind of fights for his stuff. Fights for his right to parte, as they say.
2: I don't know that that was really a fight, by the way. Let's face it, he walked in there, surprised the guy, and then knocked him over the head.
0: Yeah, and then we get his... Go ahead.
1: Yeah, but he had to... Oh, no, I was just going to say, he had to go through a couple guards, too. There was there was a... I think he went to at least right. three. Maybe two, but at least... I'm pretty sure it was three. He went through a couple of guards, right. like, just to get in there. Yeah, not a fight against mm-hmm. the actual guy who had it, but uh, yeah. there, was, there was some work. It wasn't like a walk in the park. It was still a walk in a prison. Which is,
0: uh, you know, less enjoyable. (laughs)
2: Always.
0: (laughs) so. Alright. Anything else? Uh, No, I think we're pretty good, because next Um, thing he goes to the Milano, which is our next section. Yep.
1: Alright, well, if you would like to hear about that, our dear listeners, um, feel free to subscribe on whatever it is you subscribe on that we're on, um, which hopefully is everything, and, and make sure to listen to us next week. Uh, same Guardian time, same Guardian channel, and we'll be talking about... The same Guardian movie, uh, the middle section of Guardians of the Galaxy.
2: Yep. And please remember to follow us on Twitter at MCU underscore rewind. Please give us a rating on iTunes or your favorite podcast app, assuming you like this. Otherwise, uh, we could stick you in the kiln. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) What's coming next is going to be the problem. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, this, is, this was the Marvel Cinematic Rewind for Guardians of the Galaxy Part 1, signing off.
0: Have a marvelous day.